Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. How confident are you when it comes to life's biggest money decisions? What is real financial peace and how can you get it? Chris Flaming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. They bring together the brightest minds to show you how to have a more confident financial future. They empower listeners with common sense concepts and financial wisdom. And now here are your hosts, LPF Advisors. All right. Now we are joined by our host, Chris Flaming, who is a certified financial planner, uh, partner in LPF Financial, um, host of the Confident Retirement Podcast, a best-selling author, and has a growing specialty in working with divorced or divorcing clients. Thanks, Seth. I'm sharing screen, host disabled participant oh, screen. hang on. Yeah, I'll so fix that. Hang on. me up there. Go for it. Okay, looks like you're good. I'll switch here. Okay. Hopefully everybody can see that. Seth, can you see that? Yes. You just okay. got to get it to slideshow mode. Yep. Gotcha. Now, from the beginning. Your sh- yep. You're showing us yeah, presenter gotcha. mode. Yeah. That's no problem. We can fix that. Slideshow. From the beginning, we don't want advisor mode or presenter mode. Um, I think you can change it lower on. You don't have to end the slideshow. I think down underneath your slides. Yeah. That one of those is a choice. Um, or if you, oh, display settings at the top. Sorry, display settings. Yeah. Swap presenter view and slideshow. Try There we go. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Uh, so the the topic I'm going to go over is one that I've gone through, a kind of a process that I've gone through with several people, uh, several clients I mentioned earlier that uh, the age group that I serve, this is a, a common thing that happens. Everybody knows statistically that divorces do occur. Um, as Seth has stated before, I just want to point out to everybody, this is informative in nature. It's not meant to give any advice, tax advice or otherwise or legal you should consult with those professionals, those people um, that you're working with. Okay, so here's just our topics for discussion today on a high level. Um, and I've only got a few slides and then hopefully we can get into Q&A and that'll lead to some other discussions. So I wanna define financial recovery, what that means to me. I wanna talk a little bit about uh, money and emotion. Um, I wanna do kind of an interesting exercise or show you an exercise that I take uh, clients through that discovers their values. We'll talk a little bit about logistics and the setting priorities when going through a divorce. Um, what I feel like are the first things that need to be addressed when it comes to a financial standpoint, uh, what we think is realistic planning. And then we'll talk a little bit about leaving the legacy and uh, some ideas on literacy and independence. Okay, so let's hop in. Um, how we kind of define financial re- recovery is after someone has gone through a divorce, um, obviously this has been an emotional experience. Some people even liken it to a death where there's grieving that's going on. Um, and there's a lot of uh, uncertainty that occurred. So the key for me is to try to help the person to develop a sense of control and as it relates to their finances. So I can't necessarily help them with the emotional sense of control but I can help them to uh, 
um, have a sense of control around their finances so then they can hopefully move on with the rest of their life. And what I what I like to bring up is that that does create a, an opportunity for a fresh start. So I was just talking to my sons about this the other day. Let's not view things as problems. Um, let, let's see them for what they are, but let's look at them as an opportunity to either move forward or to make a different decision or to have a fresh start. So the ultimate goal in that is that we go through this process with someone during or after they've gone through a divorce. They feel like they are more stable and they have a higher degree of clarity when it comes to their financial situation and also the direction that they're going forward and they have a platform for making good decisions going forward, okay? So it goes without saying that um, I advocate for the help of professionals now that only uh, that not only includes potentially CPAs and attorneys, but it also could be mental health professionals as well. Um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of emotion that's involved and uh, it's a, it can be a grieving process. And so I, I wanna encourage people to do that if they need that kind of help. And what I speak about a lot is um, there's all kind of uncertainty in the world. We all know that, um, but uh, some people think that they can get to a point where they make enough decisions or do enough things where they completely eliminated the uncertainty in life. And as most of us know, that is not possible. Um, that's not true. So what I try to get them to embrace is that we want to embrace the certainty that there will be uncertainty. And if we can do that, then we can say, okay, things are going to change. Things are going to be uncertain, but we have a platform for making decisions. And as a lot of us know, when someone typically is frozen with uncertainty or fear, they cannot make choices or the choices that they do make are not optimal because they might be based on emotion. And as a lot of us know, money is an emotional topic, just like divorce could be. And so we wanna try to get to a point where we have uh, less uncertainty or embrace the fact that there will be that and have a platform for making good decisions based on what you wanna to try to do. The other thing is what I call the resiliency factor, which is we are, in this case, if someone's going through a divorce, maybe they felt like that they were dealt a bad hand, or maybe the results of that divorce um, did not turn out the way that they wanted to, or the things that they really thought that they should be justified on in court didn't happen. Um, but if we can develop a sense of resiliency around having confidence in the direction that we're going with the resources we have, um, then they can make some progress. And we view our job, if someone maybe wasn't the major breadwinner or wasn't managing that finances of the home, we want to make sure that to the level that they want to be involved, they have uh, a literacy or they have an increased financial knowledge about what resources they have and what they can do, the decisions they can make, um, what's available to them, and base those decisions on personal values that they have discovered in working with us. Okay, so that kind of leads into um, values and goals. So th those are two different things. Um, a lot of people put them in the same category, but goals are really the what's. So those are the what the what things that you want to accomplish or do with your money or the rest of your life after a divorce. The, the why's, which is the why behind the what's, those are the values that people, the, the values that people need to uh, discover in order for them to make good choices. Walt Disney um, said, before that if your values are clear, then your decisions are easy. 
So I want to just show you quickly a screen. Hopefully I can get this to work. If I can display settings. Okay, I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. So hopefully everybody can see that. Um, this is an exercise that I take all clients through, whether they're divorcing or not divorcing. And it's an exercise to help them discover what's really important to them. So oftentimes you, uh, you might get asked the question, well, what's important to you? Or, you know, what are the important things in your life? And a lot of people say, well, it's family or friends or friendships or social justice or faith, but they don't really dive deep in, in why they are making those decisions. So I found this values exercise. It's, it's put together by a company called Think to Perform. And what that does is it takes them through an exercise where they pick, and you can see here on the screen, all of these different potential values that could be important to someone. And they're making decisions as to whether that is important to them or not. Okay. And it's, I'm showing you the finished product here, but it's about five steps where you pick uh, the cards that apply. You narrow that down to 15, you narrow that down to 10, you narrow that down to five. And what you're seeing on the right-hand side, these are actually, when I go through the exercise, these are my top five values um, that I selected for me personally, happiness, integrity, independence, family, and faith. The great thing is, is these, these combinations are different for everyone, but what that allows them to do then is then they can see that through the lens of, I can do this, there we go. We can, that helps them to then make decisions. There's a lens that they can look through when they're making choices. So then when we're going forward and we're deciding about big things, big decisions in their lives, we look at them and say, well, is this in alignment with my values, what I have said is important to me or not? And if it is, then it might be a direction that we want to go. But if it's not, if it's in conflict with the values that I said was important, then maybe that's not a good decision or I'm being influenced by outside factors and that's not a good direction to go. All right. So then when we know what the values are, then we pick the goals which are inspired by those values, both short and long term. And I view my role as a partner with a person to make decisions that are in the person's best interest. Um, that they feel comfortable with and they feel confident in. Okay, so just some logistical stuff, and I'll kind of slide through these. This is kind of the mm, the weeds, but we won't get into the weeds. So an assessment, well, we have to figure out after divorce. Um, we have to start. We we have to start somewhere. So that is their financial information. I'll be there. That's not a dog food. Those are their assets, their liabilities, their debts, their insurance policies, what income they are going to expect and also what their expenses are gonna be. Um, I looked through their legal agreements, so I understand uh, what they agreed on in the divorce process with the splitting of those things. I assess what their resources are currently and what they plan on doing, whether that's full-time work or part-time work. We look at their obligations and entitlements, which is what debts that they are going to be responsible for and also what they're entitled to. And then, as I mentioned before, we talk about that certainty of uncertainty so then when obstacles do come up, it's not that we like them, but we know that they're going to happen. And we can approach that with the attitude that we're going to be able to make a good choice based on what their values are. Okay. Um, now, a lot of people want to skip ahead. They want to say, well, I want to accomplish this and I want to retire at this age and I want to save this much money. 
Um, but I do have to start with a what I call first things first. So we do make a list of what their short and long-term goals are. And um, a very common discussion that I have to have with people is there is very likely to be trade-offs. So we might not be able to do everything that they want. Um, we have to decide what's the most important and there's gonna be trade-offs. All of us know that there are trade-offs in line. And so we have to be able to make those decisions and not get frozen with uncertainty and not be able to decide and act. We do some intentional budgeting and saving and I'm a big proponent of having a war chest. A war chest is a savings or an emergency fund. Some people call it like a cushion. Uh, this is money that's set aside um, for people in case they have a big expense, they have to replace an air conditioner or something that was unexpected. They have money set aside in order to do that. Um, we look at their debt and also their credit scores to see if we need to do things to build those up. A lot of times people get through a divorce, they don't have a credit score. Um, or there's debts that they weren't aware of. We heard about some of that earlier. And then we take a look at their different insurances, their coverages, and also their beneficiaries. Huge thing that does not often get changed, either in their state documents or their beneficiary designations on their retirement plans, is I don't know how many times I've checked this with people and their ex-spouse's name is still the primary beneficiary. So uh, got to do that. Got to check those. Even if it's you think you did it, it's a good idea to check those every every several years. Okay, then we kind of go through uh, an assessment of what their retirement and estate um, considerations would be. So a deep dive into their existing assets, what was split, the retirement plans, how those things were split up with consideration to what the tax consequences would be. There can be some really bad choices that people make about cashing money out of retirement plans or selling assets that were highly appreciated um, and not taking into account the um, considerations around that. And tomorrow, the session that I'm gonna do, I'm actually gonna be talking about some of the top mistakes that people can make uh, before, during, and after divorce um, that, you'll, that you'll want your clients to avoid. So uh, with that assessment, we, once we uh, look at what they have already set up, then we ask the question, well, what now? What, what is possible? What am I capable of doing? Do I have the resources and the income to be able to catch up? Or do I have to um, decide on a trade-off and maybe delay what I want to do from a retirement standpoint? Or maybe I have to sacrifice one goal for another because it's more important. Those are tough, con those are tough conversations to have, but they're necessary and they're important because in a lot of cases, people do have to make trade-offs um, but when they're able to make that decision, knowing that they, the trade-off that they decided on was the one that was most important to them, then they're usually motivated to stick with it, okay? Um, we also look at document updates from their estate standpoint. A lot of times, estate documents seem to be redone after divorce. Um, and then the, the fun conversation is what, now that you have a clean slate, what do you want to ha have happen from here? So what do you want your legacy to be for your kids, your adult children, for your future grandchildren. Um, what do you want that to look like? And how can we set that up to best distribute those things the way that you want? Okay. Um, and how, how I kind of view this, I'll give you an example where I have a client who was divorced in her forties and she had, she had come to me and she has already kind of embraced that this was a, a new not an opportunity, but this is a new direction to go in life. And what I explained to her at the end of our first session is, is I wanna 
get you to a point where you feel very confident in the decisions you're making and you feel like you can embrace the fact that you have this independence and the choices that you made are in alignment with your values and you can feel confident as uncertainty comes up that we have a good pathway for making those decisions. So when we embrace independence, it starts with that values conversation. And then to the degree that the person wants to learn, because everybody has kind of a different interest level in financial literacy. So some people may just want to know on a high level what's going on. Other people want to dig down into the weeds and understand the what's and the why's behind everything. And of course, there's a certain amount of disclosure that we have to do in our business. But to the degree that they want to be involved um, in understanding those things, I want to take the time to be able to do that. And the other key thing is having that resiliency and that adaptation from divorces, um, from broken relationships. A lot of times there are old wounds and habits that either the person had during the marriage or that they developed during the marriage or that they kept after the divorce. And so if we can if we can identify those and address them, talk about why they're detrimental and then give a pathway for making different decisions going forward, then you can make some, some progress. And I've personally found that when the person feels like they're sufficient in those areas, then they do feel empowered. And that leads to that independence and the personal growth where they feel like that they've taken control of their financial situation. Okay. So just in summary, real quick, um, we want to make an acknowledgement of where they're at, right. And, and also that they may be going through a very tough time, even after the divorce from an emotional standpoint, we want to discover their values. What's most important to them. That's the whys behind their what's. Um, we want to allow them to dream from the standpoint of unconstrained, what would you like to accomplish if there was no obstacles in place? Then we need to assess and plan, um, and then we take them through a, pro a process where we can act, and then ultimately, hopefully, they can enjoy the next phase of their life, okay? And we make this an important part of the planning that we do. So if you just look down here in the bottom right, um, those are the steps we take people through um, discovering their goals and values. And you'll notice that when we do reviews with them, we go back and say, hey, remember, these are what your values were. This was the lens that we were going to look through when we're making decisions. We have to do that stuff before we can plan or implement anything. Because if you're, if the things that we're trying to do are not behind, if your values aren't supporting them, then your heart's not going to be in. Okay. Um, and this is just an example of all the different areas where we do assist with people. We're talking today about what happens after divorce, but a lot of times money is in transition for other reasons. And so any and all of these are areas that we address with clients when we're meeting with them. Okay. So bang, bang, Q and A. Hopefully you guys have some questions. I appreciate you listening there. Awesome. All right. Questions. Um, can we get a copy of that form? Uh, was it this one person who asked that question? Cause you are anonymous. <laughs> Which form are you referring to? Yeah, that form. But the answer is probably, uh, is the answer to that form? Yes. The two goals. This one, the two goals is what they wrote. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the only form that I had on here. Oh, unless it was a values conversation. Um, what we can do is we can make the 
link to the um, values conversation available to the people. And anyone can go on there and do that. You don't need like a login or you don't have to register or anything, which is the other, I like the other reason I like it. Awesome. All right. Any other questions? Oh, there we go. We got some questions. Okay. Um, oh, somebody said, can we get both forms? How about links to all the forms? Yes, we've had a number of people add. The forms are very popular. Yes, Chris will get me access to those, and we'll put them inside of the membership site where you will go to get all of the recordings, all the transcript, and all of the forms. Love forms. Yes. Great way to keep organized. All right. Uh, hang, oh, hang on. I think we got another one. Um, Tavort. Okay. All right. Um, virtual round of applause for Chris. Um, Chris, can you go back and make me host again? Yes. Awesome. Oh, we had a question. How much different is this than what you do for non-divorced clients in your process? Um, it's not any. It's not any different. I mean. The process we take a person through, there's no difference. Um, now, what we're talking about, the amount of time I spend in different areas of planning, that varies. But the process is um, exactly the same. It's just that the topics that we're going over are obviously going to be different. Okay, go down to participants, right? Yep. Okay. Seth, three dots. Make host. Awesome. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.